Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Amber has been supporting families through birth and the transition into parenthood as a birth and postpartum doula since 2006. She's a solo parent to two amazing kids 13 years apart. She began sleep consulting earlier this year as a way to further support her clients long-term, as well as a means to realize her dreams of being more present for her kids. One day, Amber wishes to move abroad, and she believes that her ability to support families virtually is going to be what allows her to make this move for her family one day. Amber finds peace in nature. You can find her in the garden growing vegetables, in the kitchen preserving the bounty, or on the water paddleboarding in her free time. Amber, welcome to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, Why did you decide to get certified to work as a sleep consultant? And tell us a little bit about your career, your journey as a birth and postpartum doula. Yeah, sure. So I am a solo mother of two. I have a daughter who's almost 18 and a son who's four. So a big age gap there. And uh, my daughter was kind of my door into the whole birth world. Um, And I, you know, attended births basically her whole life and then had my son. And that was a real clear reminder of why I do this work. Um, And I went back on call, gosh, last fall for four births. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't care. I want to be with my son. And that's not fair to my clients. So I was trying to figure out how I could use my, you know, life's career in a way that I could make money from my computer so that I could be there. Um, And I stumbled upon sleep consulting and then found you and decided to take the course. So. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And and I wanted to have you specifically on this podcast today because you support families through the process of teaching independent sleep habits as a sleep consultant, yeah. and yet you bed share with your own child. Can I ask you to this share a little bit about your own like family circumstances and why you bed share and what that looks like for your family? And then maybe we'll get into what that looks like professionally for you to support families in a way that's entirely different than what you do at home? Sure. Yeah, I do. I bed share with my son. I bed shared with my daughter until she decided to move out. I think she was seven and it was on Christmas Eve and she never came back. It was just like, I told her she could sleep with the dog in her bed, but not mine. And, you know, he won. So I, (laughs) and then how quickly I adjusted um, to sleeping in my own bed. It was wonderful, you know, and Uh, but I did, I don't know, it just felt normal and natural and we have a small space. So it was practical also. Um, and I don't know, I just, I just do, it works for me. You know, I I don't feel like, uh, I don't have a partner, so I don't have any competition for bed space or my attention. That's huge. Um, 
it just works. Like it doesn't feel like I'm suffering, you know, like some of my clients that call me where they're really struggling and their mental health is at risk. Um, I just don't feel like my situation has that right now. So I don't really feel a need to change it if it's not broken, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something that we as sleep consultants, you know, there's this idea out there that I think is just not based based in any sort of real reality, but there's this idea out there that sleep consultants are out there to get the babies out of people's beds or to, you know, that we're on a, on a mission to have babies or toddlers sleep in a certain way. And at least for me, and I know for you as well, and, and most, if not all of those who are enrolled in CPSM, like we're out there to support families to make a change if and when they want to make a change, right? So right. Yeah, I, I, I always to... say like, I'm not the bed sharing police. If you want to have a child in your bed and that works for your family, you know, that's your choice and, and good for you. And I truly believe that all parents deserve the support that they're looking for, not necessarily mm-hmm. the support that we offer, but the support that that works for them. And so I support parents who want to transition their kids out of their beds, or who want to teach their kids to sleep independently for longer stretches. And, and that's what they want. So that's the support that I offer. And yeah, and those are the clients I've had so far as well. You know, I don't, I don't think really that a co-sleeping breastfeeding mother, I mean, in my experience so far, and I'm new, they're not hiring sleep consultants, you know, they're doing what they're doing. And if it comes to the point where they need to change something, then that support can be invaluable. And I'd be happy to support them as well. But um, the other thing is, is I don't know what kind of results they're going to get if they continue to do what they're doing. You know, I, I night weaned my son way earlier than I did my daughter, because I remember when I did that, she suddenly slept through the night. (laughs) And I'm like, man, I'm never gonna nurse that long again. And so. So you did what you needed to do to have a sustainable situation in your life. And I think that's what our clients are doing as well. They're reaching out for support when their current circumstances are no longer suiting their family. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you decided to get certified, I'm wondering, did you have any sort of imposter syndrome seep in because you were going to be coaching (laughs) parents to make a shift that you weren't making yourself? What what did that look like in your head for you? Oh, so in my head, I, yeah, I definitely doubted like, would anybody trust me to help them through this? Because I've never done it myself. So how could I know what they're going through? Yada, yada, yada. But then I started thinking about my career as a doula and how I don't have any qualms supporting somebody who makes choices around their birth um, that are different from choices that I would make. Like none. I just feel like it's their experience and they should get exactly what they want. And I'm going to advocate for them. And I just leave my own experience out of it. I think that that's what makes somebody a good doula it's not about you it's their story and I um when I started maybe wasn't quite that way I had a birth that sticks out in particular um it was a a woman who was a nurse practitioner so she was pretty informed about the medical system and she opted for a, a an induction and I went with her you know and it turned into a days long induction and ended in a cesarean. But I, I left that birth feeling like, wow, that was a really great birth. And it was a little bit confusing at the time. But then I just realized like, 
they were treated with kindness and respect and she made the decisions all along the way and they felt happy about their birth. So my job was well done, you know, and um, it was really freeing actually up until that point, I felt like if they didn't get the birth that they had wrote down in their birth plan that somehow I failed. But I think a little bit of disconnect is really uh, liberating in that sense. So like what I do in my home or what I choose for my birth isn't what everybody's going to choose. And as a doula, I totally support people finding their own parenting style and their own power in parenting. And, and that's great. And it doesn't have to be what I do. (laughs) It's often not what I do. You know what I mean? Like we're all doing our best and there's a million ways to be a great mom. And I've seen a lot of them and I hold no judgment to people that do things differently. They got to do what works for them. Yeah. And if they need a sleep consultant, yeah, I'm happy to be their support. So yeah, yeah. I I had written down as sort of like a follow-up thought to that question that perhaps, you know, you being at peace with your own decisions that you've made for your own family is what has sort of allowed you to be the sleep coach that you are that like, you actually feel really comfortable in the way that you are supporting your own children. And and you want your clients to feel really comfortable in the way that they are choosing to support Absolutely. their children. Yeah, that I mean, it feels like, um, yeah, just like being with families in those first weeks, especially first time parents, I just love that role, like the postpartum doula, because I get to show them all these things. I'm like, here's ways people do stuff, you know, and like, just letting them kind of decide what feels best to them. And then like, empowering them to be that way. And yeah, it's just it's a hard thing to step into those first weeks and months and even years of being a parent. And um, yeah, just helping them find their power. So Absolutely. One thing, one thing that came up in our CPSM community, it was actually earlier this morning or or last night, somebody posted about, I think it was a little nine month old baby who was previously maybe bed sharing and nursing throughout the night. And they had started, they had started sleep training, you know, whether it was last night or the night before. And uh, it was really hard. Like the first night didn't go great. And, and so the sleep consultant was feeling a little sort of worn down and, and questioning her own, everything that she was offering to this family. And, you know, when I'm thinking about this and she was asking like, should I pivot? Should we try another method was her question. And, you know, in my mind, the way that I always support families is I never tell families what to do. I never tell families you should use method A or method B or method C. I never do that. I always just give options and I talk them through the options and I manage their expectations around the options. And then I let them decide how they want to proceed. Right. Yeah. And so it's never me coming in telling them what to do. It's, It's telling them the options and then coaching them through their said choice. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's also what you do really, really well, which is just present the options without judgment, yeah. without any sort of agenda or bias and, and let the family decide what works best for them. And I think that that truly is the key to success because when our clients feel in control of how they're making the change, they feel, I think, more 
empowered and they feel more confident and and when more being committed and more committed. And when they're, yeah. when they're being told what to do, I think that that's really hard. I think that that it just like doesn't really work, at least in my experience, it doesn't. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And it feels it just feels so similar and like an extension of my you know, career as a birth and postpartum doula. It's like, you know, you're there for the first few months as a postpartum doula, but sleep is still an issue. And I just, I learned so much in the course. I feel like I can help people, you know, so much better with all this knowledge. And, um, and yeah, I'm not there to judge just like my role as a doula. It's like, here are your options. What sounds good to you? Do you have questions about them? I'm here to support you. It's, it's exactly the same, really. Yeah, you're my favorite kind of doula. I think that there are, oh, there are a few different <laughs> types of doulas, right? Like there are certain doulas that are all about sort of like meeting families where they are and supporting them to figure out their own parenting style and to navigate parenting yeah. in a way that works for them. And then there are others who sort of come in and they're like, you need to do it this way. Well, um, it's been an evolution for sure. I mean, I've been doing this for about 17 years and I, you know, if I'm honest, may have been that way in the beginning. I remember... Um, we're currently moving. So I've been going through a lot of stuff. And there was this journal I found. And it was basically like I became a doula because I had an empowering birth experience. And I want everybody to, I mean, this is true, I want people to feel empowered. But under that was like, I want them to have the experience I had. And you realize with time, like, that's not what makes it empowered. Like you can have a, a birth experience with all of the interventions that you didn't want and still feel empowered, or you can have a natural birth that you didn't want and be traumatized, you know, like it's all about the care you're receiving. If you're treated with respect and dignity and you're making those decisions, even if they're not what you thought you were going, going to make going into it, yeah. you know, things change. <laughs> so absolutely. And, and to relate that back to sleep, actually my last two clients ended up implementing sleep training techniques that were so far from what they had originally wanted for their mm -hmm. child or what they set out to do. And they just got to a point where they needed to pivot, they needed to draw a firmer boundary and, and set sort of a more clean line, a clear line in the sand. And when they did, they had such a sort of immediate transformation. And everything sort of came together so quickly that they felt so empowered and they felt so good about the choices that they made. And I don't think that that ever would have happened without proper coaching and support. And it wasn't yeah. me telling them, you know, they came to those conclusions on their own. I, yeah. I am never one to tell families what to do in any, in any moment. I, I always just present the options and manage expectations. But, you know, as you said, it's not always about doing it the way you thought you had to do it. Yeah. And things, things change and parenting is so humbling. <laughs> I mean, all along the way, you know, and I mean, sleep is the biggest topic when you're becoming a parent and in those first months and then ongoing. So yeah, I worked with a client, um, who had twins and she was very, you know, co-sleeping, breastfeeding kind of mother and very hesitant to sleep train. And yet there she was 10 months in completely fried, like at her wit's end, just mental health suffering. And that branches out to the whole family. And 
she, I feel like, you know, just needed almost like permission to be like, Hey, there's another way. And there's actually a lot of other ways. And what do you think about these options? And, and anyway, we had great success as well. And she um, found herself doing things she never thought she would do as a mother, but you know, she didn't think she'd have twins either. So right. <laughs> um, it's just humbling. And I don't think, I mean, you talk about it a lot, but the the mom shaming and the judgment, it's like, there's just no room for that. We're all doing our best and nobody's going to do it the same. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I know you're just getting started with your mm -hmm. sleep consulting services. And so far you've supported a handful of parents, I think all with infants, right? Have you worked Correct. with any toddlers? You, so you haven't worked with any toddlers yet. I'm wondering if this is an age group that you feel comfortable supporting. If you get a call tomorrow for a three and a half year old that won't stay in bed and the parents want their child yeah. to sleep in their own room, do you think you'd feel comfortable supporting that family or well the timing know. of your question is great because I actually do have a three-year-old that I'm going to start working with in the next week so so we're going to see how that goes I mean I love the babies and my last client it was like the dream client you know like he was he was six months old he was transitioning out of a snoo he had already slept eight eight to nine hours straight at night um their issue was they had gone on a trip and he had slept in a crib and it was terrible. It was like back to the beginning and he would only take naps on them. And mom wanted some, some time in the day to do things. And so we, you know, wrote up a plan and we were just going to go from a to where we wanted to be in one fell swoop. And it was just amazing. You know, I kept, I had put things in there about like night wakings, forgetting that he had had this good long stretch for, a long time and I'm like okay we're keeping everything the same except the snoo is gone and then we're just going to practice this and he was like a dream baby I mean he never started night waking they just gave him time to figure it out and go back to sleep and you know it was a couple days of practicing the the abbreviated routine in the day for naps but man he picked it up so quick it was awesome it felt so good I just love getting those testimonies and those texts of Oh my God, my baby took a two hour nap and went down with no fussing. It's yeah, it just feels great. So yeah, I love that so, I can help people now in this longer, sustainable, ongoing way that's so crucial to everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know. I'm I'm so excited to hear how this goes with the little three-year-old. We're gonna have to yeah. you have to update me on that, but I'm sure okay. it'll go great. I'm sure it'll go yeah. great. Um, yeah. Since this podcast is all about sort of business building and entrepreneurship, I have to ask you about goals. I'm wondering, where do you see yourself maybe a year from now or a few years down the line? Do you want to be doing more virtual sleep consulting and perhaps yes. a little bit less in-person support? Yes. Yes. I've actually, my life right now is transitioning in so many ways. My like I mentioned, my daughter is going off to college. We're moving. I'm trying to get this business up and running. I honestly, I would love to have this be my full time gig. So I decided to invest in a website, uh, paid somebody a bunch of money to do that. And it's almost done. Um, and then I just am going to hit networking super hard. And I, you know, I'd love to do two or three clients a week and just have this be my my thing. I think that that's very, very yeah. doable. I think it's yeah. very, very doable. Your families that you've supported through sleep training so far, where have they come from? Have they been sort of extensions I, of your doula work? 
Yes. And, and all of the clients I've served, I have helped them in some way through birth or postpartum previously, if okay. not this particular birth, like a previous one. So I've had connections that way. But you yeah. know, that's how it starts, because then they all have friends with babies. And I'm just, you know, telling them like, any any of your friends having trouble, send them my way. So I yeah, know that absolutely. that's really the ticket, you know, that word of mouth uh, magic. <laughs> yeah, so, but I ask me all the time, like, how do I build my sleep consulting business? And it's like, well, how did you build your doula business? Right? Mm -hmm. it, it's word of mouth. It's, it's helping a small handful of families and doing a really, really great job. And then reminding them that they should be sharing your name with all of their friends and their extended network and yeah. not being afraid to ask your former clients and connections to reach out if they yeah. would benefit from this type of support and to share your name with their networks. Yeah, I totally had this idea to go down, you know, my email and look at everybody that's contacted me for doula stuff or that I've worked for in the last, say, three years, right? Because they would have a three year old and that would be valid and just see how their sleep is going and let them know what I'm doing. And, you know, I did feel like not having a website was a little bit of a block. Um, I know it wasn't. And I started, I mean, it was, but I started networking and that would be the question. Oh, do you have a website? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll let you know when I have that. But, you know, that way they can read more about me and see, just get a better feel rather than just call. I feel like people don't call very much anymore. So, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's it sounds about... like you're, you're doing all the things to, yeah. to get yourself off the ground. And these first five or six that you've helped are going to turn into 15 or 20 more. I think it multiplies, especially uh, when you do a really good job, like mm -hmm. one family could tell 10 people about you. Yeah. Right. So yes. it definitely grows as long as you are providing families with a whole lot of support and, and accountability and results. If you're giving them that transformation, which it sounds like yeah. you definitely, definitely are. So far, it's been great. Yeah, I've been. Yes, yeah, it's awesome. So share if you're willing, what is your website address? Hopefully, maybe it'll be ready uh, by the time this podcast launches. Yeah. And um, yeah. if you have social media or anywhere else that people can find you. Uh, I have social media. I am not super active on there. But I've been told I got to share my blog posts on there in order to help the SEO. But uh, my website is called sound pediatric sleep consulting dot com and yeah hope, I'm sure it'll be ready by the time this goes live it's like on just the verge there's a couple last edits and then it'll be okay up there. then I'm gonna make sure that we and, uh release this when your website goes live and you can share it all together which I think will be fabulous yay. awesome that'd be great congrats yeah, oh, on your early Instagram. success oh yeah please Sorry. do share your Instagram that's okay <laughs> it's uh sleep.consulting and on Facebook it's sound pediatric sleep consulting Okay, perfect. I'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes. And again, congrats on your early success. And I can't wait to see all that you do in the next year or so. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jane. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review and subscribe. When you rate, review and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I'm so grateful for your support. 
If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.